Factory and the Dynasty Football Network. That's James the Brain. That's Travis the Beard. I'm John Hogan. This is Super Flexible. And we are back to talk about some Dynasty trades, quarterback trade values. We spent the last three episodes talking about the quarterbacks. And now let's talk about how are you buying them? How are you selling them? Here are some trade values. And let's just jump right in with some uh, some trades that we've seen on Twitter. Some of them got sent to our super our uh, our trades account, and definitely make sure to send your uh, your trades to at Superflex Trades on Twitter so that we can retweet them and we can analyze them here on the show. So let's start with this one. This is uh, pick 1.01. I mean, he he actually went so far as to say Saquon Barkley for Jared Goff. I don't know why we're doing this one. That's stupid. It's the 101. <laughs> what? It's not even close. It's super, the 101. It's, it's not even close. This is in a super flex trade, I, by the I way. I understand. I understand. I I I am okay. I I love Jared Goff. All right. I I've made it known. I have a huge man crush on Jared Goff. But you're still on my side. That being said, I am taking the 1.01. Yep. And look, here here's the thing. Jared Goff is great, but I, I also am, am am a total believer in Josh Rosen. And so if I even need a quarterback, I would take the one-on-one and just draft Josh Rosen. Like, I, I would even Whoa. do that over taking Jared Goff. That's that's how um, how sold I am on that guy. Uh, and I think any any situation he ends up in, whether it's Cleveland or the Giants, uh, I, I think... I think he ends up in a good situation. So either way, uh, yeah, I'm taking the 1.01. Oh, man. Okay, well, I, I, I disagree with you guys on Saquon Barkley <laughs> versus Jared Goff. Um, I, I very, very much disagree with that. But That's so silly, to, John. Where, where I have to concede this one is the fact that you can get so much more for 1.01 than any quarterback in even in a super flex league i mean you you might you might be able to pull off carson wentz or aaron Rodgers straight up for 1.01 in a super flex but even i agree then, I, I agree yeah yeah i mean and so that's that's the whole thing it's just about value here as much as i would way rather have you know the elite the young elite quarterback or jared goff is not elite on his he's on his way to being elite okay he's not elite but he's on his way to being elite and i would way rather have that in a super flex league than really any running back i don't care if his name is saquon barkley or todd Gurley, or david johnson i I really don't care yeah this just comes this comes down to the argument we have basically every show which is you (laughs) you devalue running backs yeah. way way more than i do just across the board I yeah do. yeah so and that's yeah. fine i think this is a i think this is a silly trade honestly there's absolutely no way i'd do it and you disagree and that's fine and that's why trades get made <laughs> right <laughs> exactly and now we're in a super flex league together finally a, a super oh we're gonna make dynasty. so many trades i'm gonna get so many running backs off of you dude <laughs> all the running backs <laughs> take them all <laughs> except for derrick henry and joe mixon those are that's all those I are the two <laughs> those are the two those are your two that, that are untouchable that's that's my those are oh my, my god i don't even know i don't even know who and you are I'm selling them too <laughs> 
I'm seriously churning running backs every single year, and I always will because they because they make you do that. So, anyways, that's that's where I'm at with that one. But we'll move on because yeah, at the end of the day, 1.01 is so valuable, and it's only gonna gain value. So yeah, you're you don't trade it for one position, even in a, even a quarterback in a super flex league. Upgrade as many starters as you can with that thing. So let's move on to this next one. This is also a super flex league. And uh, this is going to be Pat Mahomes and Dalvin Cook for Carlos Hyde, a two, the 2018 uh, sixth overall pick, and two 2019 firsts. Yeah, it, it's, uh, this is interesting to me just because I think Either way, I, I mean, if you make if you make the trade and you take the Hyde side, you're kind of banking on Carlos Hyde finding a really good situation, um, assuming he's not back in San Francisco. And I think that's a big leap to kind of take. Um, to me, Mahomes is a guy who's shown in his limited time there in the NFL that he can be a starting quarterback and a, and a high-caliber starter. Um Delvin Cook has shown a lot before he got hurt. I mean, I think uh, he pretty much impressed everyone in Minnesota with what he was able to do. So, I mean, getting that side, you definitely have some high-end things there. And then, you know, the 1.06 is valuable, and so is Hyde. And then 219 firsts, I think we both, uh, all of us have kind of weighed in on how we kind of view 19 firsts, and, and, and it's not as heavily as we would view 18 firsts, obviously. I think I would probably lean the Mahomes Cook side here. Um, I think you kind of know what you're getting a little bit more. The other side, there's a lot of questions. You're getting the one player you are getting. You really don't know his value or where he's going to be playing. And then you get three picks. So, um, yeah, I, I just think there's a lot of unknown there, whereas you, you kind of get all th- and, and And, again, Mahomes and Cook, I mean, you don't really know a whole lot about them. They don't have a lot of history in the league. But, but you, there, there's more known quantities on that side than the other. So I would take Mahomes and Cook's side of this trade, I think. I, this one's tough. It's close. I I think I think I take Mahomes and Cook as well, but I, I'm I like Hyde. I think he's gonna. I think he's absolutely gonna be a starting running back next year. I think he's probably a top ten talent in the league. He's he's extremely underrated all the time. Um, but Ooh, top ten, like you said, those nineteen firsts. I mean, I just don't like kicking the can down the road that far. Those are just random. I mean, we don't know what those are. They could be. It could theoretically be the 111 and 112. You don't know. And I think the 106 and Mahomes are pretty close. Mahomes is probably worth more. Um, and then your 219 first and Hyde for Cook. I don't know, man. It's it's a close trade. I think I take. Dalvin Cook. I, w- I just want to throw out there, though, I don't even know why this trade would be made. Like, both of these sides seem like a good deal for a con- or for a rebuilding team. Like, if if the Mahomes-Cook side is rebuilding, I'd, I'd like to have Mahomes and Cook on a rebuilding team. If the pick side and Hyde is rebuilding, I'd like to have all those picks on my team. You know, mm-hmm. like, that just seems kind of like a strange trade. Uh is it between two rebuilding teams? Yeah, that's a actually a good point. I hadn't thought about that part of it. Um, I mean, I could I could see 
yeah <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make a a ton of sense i mean which one of these is a contender who's a piece away and you know is pat mahomes the piece or is 1.06 the piece or those two nineteen first. I so. could argue Dalvin Cook is the piece. Yeah. So, oh, by the way, Derek Henry, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook. Those are my I guys. Love, I love Dalvin Cook. Yeah. People forget how good he was. I love Dalvin. I don't because think so. I've tried to buy I can't weeks. buy him. I can't buy him. Really? Yeah, I think it's value is really high. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this one, John? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you guys are right. This one's super close. I probably want the known quantities. Um, you know, t- 2019 draft picks don't do a whole lot for me. I mean, if your team is terrible and you already have, you know, in a super flex league, you're already relying on pretty young quarterbacks and pretty young receivers then you start looking towards the the 2019 draft a little bit because your guys aren't going to develop before that but i beyond that i don't really care about those picks so i mean it's you're it, it's really balanced um i probably still would just take the the guy i mean i know mahomes is going to start i know dalvin cook is going to be a stud i have no idea where carlos hyde is going to land and I don't like it when running backs change teams. You know, so often that ends up kind of being the end of their fantasy value. Um, it, it, it's usually a pretty unsuccessful move for running backs. So I, I, I'm nervous about Carlos, Carlos Hyde, and I don't know that I would want to move a player like Dalvin Cook and try and replace him with a guy that I have no idea what his situation is going to look like going forward. So I think I'm sticking with Cook. All right, next one. Another super flex dynasty league, and this one is going going to be Dak Prescott for Kenyon Drake and Alshon Jeffrey. I, I tell you what, I think this one's interesting. Um, I mean, Dak Prescott definitely you know had a down year, and there's questions moving forward on, on kind of – is, is he a buyer or a sell? You know, kind of what do you do with Dak moving forward? Um, you know, Kenyon Drake is an interesting name. That's a guy who he broke a bunch of tackles. He looked really good in Miami when given the chance. But where it is in Miami that I'm hearing and that, that you know, I'm kind of reading about um, from different people that I trust is um, that, you know, they, they kind of in Miami view him as, as maybe a, a not not a lead back, not a guy who's going to get 25 carries, maybe a, a you know, best used as a committee guy. They don't like using him as much as they had to at the end of the year. And so if that's the case, and, you know, I, I don't know that his value is very high. And uh, Alshon Jeffrey's interesting. You know, he's going back to Philadelphia, but, I mean, I, I don't I don't know. Carson Wentz seemed to, seemed to find a favorite with Zach Ertz. Nelson Aguilar was a, was a big play guy. You know, I, I think Alshon Jeffrey is just a, just a piece there. I don't think he becomes a wide receiver one. So, I mean, while while I'm open to dealing Dak, I think I'd have to get a little bit more than Drake and Elshon, um, in my eyes. Uh, you know, I, and again, I guess it all depends on how you value those guys. I don't value them very as highly as I would value Dak, so I would keep Dak in this deal. Yeah, it's super interesting because um, Twitter has 63% for the Drake and Elshon side, and I totally agree with you, James. Um, I think. 
Dak's worth more than that. I don't want to trade him for two kind of so-so dynasty assets. You know, I mean, we don't know if uh, you're absolutely buying high on Drake. Alshon's going to be a usable piece, I think, for a long time, but he's not this, you know, some elite wide receiver one. Sure, he got a long-term contract with Wentz. He's going to be tied to him for probably the rest of his career, but I think he's still going to be a wide receiver too. So, yeah, I agree. I'd, I'd take Dak. Yeah, I would too, and actually James just sold me on it. Um, I mean, this is still a young quarterback in a super flex league, a core a core asset. Um, and Kenyon Drake and Alshon Jeffrey isn't nearly as much of an upgrade as it looks like on paper. You know, you're not necessarily getting the lead back. You're getting a maybe a low-end wide receiver one. So, I mean, you're getting two starters, but not not real good starters. Um, and you're giving up a core asset to do it. So, uh, what's interesting about this trade, this just like the last one, uh, the Kenyon Drake, Alshon Jeffrey side won this Twitter poll with nearly two-thirds of the vote. So, um, it, it's uh, that's that's a little surprising to me because... John, that's just what I said. I just said that. Did you? Come on, man. I wasn't listening. I was looking at the. You don't even listen to my. You don't even listen to my opinions. It really, it really hurts my feelings sometimes. Yeah, yeah go I ahead. Just get mesmerized <laughs> by that beard. I don't know. That's right. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, if you already covered that part for me, then <laughs> we will move on to this next superflex trade. Uh, just kind of a, a value check on Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy GQ straight up for Dalvin Cook. Whoa. I don't know, man. I, I, I really like Jimmy Garoppolo. I, th- I think uh, I think we're all pretty pretty heavily sold on him. Um, and in a super flex, it's tempting to, to, to take him here. But, man, Dalvin Cook was just so good. He's so young. Um, he, he's definitely an asset that I'm buying, especially when you look at Minnesota. I mean, this is a team that defensively is so good and they're gonna be good Mike Zimmer's an excellent defensive uh, minded head coach they're gonna be good for a long time in my opinion and that means that Delvin Cook and that ground game is always going to be involved in the game plan I really like Delvin Cook and I, I as much as I like Jimmy Garoppolo especially in a super flex I, I gotta go with Delvin Cook here I, I want to hear what you say John I'm torn yeah, this is a tough one. I uh, I think I'm with James, though. I think it's, man, and you know how I feel about running backs versus quarterbacks, but I just, I don't know yet, and you also know how I feel about both of these players in particular. I don't know that we've seen enough of Jimmy Garoppolo to say that he is a core asset on a Superflex team. So, yeah. I well, think then I'm why sticking... won't you sell him to me? Uh, you're definitely not offering me Dalvin Cook. That's for sure. What were you offering me? Golden Tate or something like that? Uh, Golden Tate plus, plus, plus. <laughs> plus Anyways. Dalvin Cook, and then we've got a deal. <laughs> if, I, if I had Dalvin Cook, no. I don't know, man. This is this is close. It's so hard. So when I – I mean, anytime I have a straight-up deal like, – or any deal, really – I kind of try to think from both perspectives, right? If I had Dalvin Cook, would I give him for Jimmy Garoppolo? Maybe. 
<laughs> if I had Jimmy Garoppolo, would I give him to buy Dalvin Cook? I think so, yes. So that kind of tells me I'd go Dalvin Cook here. It's close, though. Yeah. I mean, this is to me, this one's probably close enough that it could come down to roster construction, though. I think if you're, you know, if you're heavy at running back, for sure, yeah, for sure, core at quarterback, I could see making that trade. I, yeah, it's it's fair enough. Where I think I think it's a good trade that could benefit two teams. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I'm curious. Do you guys know um, what the uh, what the the Twitter poll results 52, were on that? Fifty-two forty-eight Cook. Yeah. Okay. So as close as we kind of kind of yeah, felt yeah. it was. All right. Yeah. yeah, that one turned out pretty much how how we are on it. I'd say. Yeah. Um, next one. This one's only half PPR, by the way, and it is a super flex league. Antonio Brown and Andy Dalton, or Dak Prescott and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I can tell you. I I, I remember how this Twitter poll was going, and I was on the minority side of it. So I'll I'll just go ahead and kind of break it down on kind of how I felt with it. Um, Antonio Brown, to me, obviously an elite wide receiver. One, you obviously want him on your team. But there's a lot of uncertainty going on in Pittsburgh. Is Le'Veon Bell back? Does Big Ben retire? You know, what kind of is the regression for Antonio Brown, if there is any? And then you have Andy Dalton, who, I mean, we just kind of discussed. I don't know that he he's a starter in Cincinnati next year. I don't know what his role is. It's coming off a really tough year. Um, and then you look at Dak Prescott, who's also coming off a really tough year. I definitely think the, uh, you know, if, if I'm comparing Dak for Dalton, I'm definitely taking Dak. Um, you know, if, if that, if that's what it came down to. And then Travis Kelsey, who, you know, I think his usage is pretty much kind of, kind of already been established. You know, nothing seems like it's changing too much, except maybe Pat Mahomes may come in. And I don't, I don't think that, um, he's going to use Travis Kelsey any less than what they used, you know, than Alex Smith did. So, um, to me, it's an interesting, it's an interesting deal, but, uh, but I'll take Dak and Kelsey. I feel good about both those assets as opposed to A.B. and Dalton, where, you know, I feel pretty good about Antonio Brown, but I don't I don't know that I necessarily feel as good about Dalton there. So I, I would take Dak and Kelsey, and uh, and I'm sure that uh, at least one of you guys is going to disagree with me, right? Yep. Yeah, I think probably so. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me it comes down to, I mean, obviously Prescott is worth more than Dalton. I will say, though, we don't know for 100% certainty that Prescott isn't Andy Dalton. I know that's that might come off as a bold yeah. statement, <laughs> but we just finished his second year in the league, and it was not a good year. Now, I, w- I mean, I don't believe that to be the case. I think Prescott is pretty obviously more talented than Dalton. I'm just saying we're so... We're so n- young in this guy's career we don't know what he's going to become obviously the upside's there and that's what we're paying for right that's what we're investing in is is the upside with prescott um antonio brown arguably the best receiver in the league i guess what it comes down to for me honestly and this might seem weird is that i just i don't i devalue the tight end position so kelsey for me is not that much of a factor in this trade i mean i know he's really freaking good I'd like to have Kelsey on my team if I could, but I'm not going to pay for him at, you know, top dollar tight end one or two prices. And that's just that's just my my team building strategy, I guess. I'll stream Ben Watson or Jason Witten. 
overpaying up for for Travis Kelsey. So that's kind of the the factor for me, and that might that might seem silly to some people, but in a start one tight end league, I he just doesn't factor into the trade that much for me, honestly. Yeah, agreed, and and I also think that. I mean, Andy Dalton is probably still a starter in this league. Um, you know, so I don't know that there's a huge... Well, <laughs> I keep repeat, repeating you here, Travis, but I mean, I think I'm saying it in a slightly different way. I don't think there's a huge discrepancy between Dak and Andy Dalton, uh, at least in the short term. Whereas with Antonio Brown, you're getting one of the top dynasty assets regardless of the format even in half ppr he's a, he's as safe as it gets i th- i think that you know in this format there are probably two or three quarterbacks i would take ahead of antonio brown and one or two wide receivers but that's about it and Dak pra- Dak prescott and travis kelsey neither one of them comes anywhere close to it so I mean, I think that I would probably... I don't know what you guys think about this. I would probably take Antonio Brown without Andy Dalton over those two. Oh, man. No, I, I disagree. I, I guess my thing is when I look at this trade, I, I see Antonio Brown and Andy Dalton as guys with the arrow as pointing mm-hmm. down. I don't see an arrow pointing up. And with the other two, I kind of see it the opposite. So I guess I'm looking at it as a, a long-term investment, I think, I'm probably getting more points over a longer period of time. Obviously, if if and I guess I guess some of this depends on roster construction too. Because if I'm in you know win now mode, you know, and I get you know Antonio Brown, well then that that makes a big difference for me. But you know if I'm building for the future and I have Dak and Kelsey, well then you know I think I get a better I, I you know I get a better long term value with that. So I guess that's just my two cents there um, and. Yeah, as far as, you know, Dalton doesn't do much in this deal for me, but obviously if I took the Dak and Kelsey side, then I, I wouldn't do it just for A.B. Uh, Antonio Brown either. So um, that's my take on it. Yeah, I think that one would – I think that would be still pretty close. I mean, Travis Kelsey ain't no spring chicken, James. Uh, <laughs> I know he's probably got – I mean, he's only 28, so he's probably got – at the tight end position, he could have five, mm-hmm. six more years. Um, Antonio Brown is what twenty nine? Is he twenty nine yet? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Let me look it up real quick so we don't sound stupid. And Travis Kelsey in this, he left the uh, the playoff game against the Titans. He left early with yet another concussion. Those are starting to pile up on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's that's gonna become a concern um, before yeah. too long. He 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 could turn into jordan reed with a head full of mush before too long uh-huh. antonio brown's going to be 30 on in july yeah so, I mean, that definitely starts to factor in you know mm-hmm. i mean do you value like what's more likely does he go the larry fitzgerald route and play till he's 34 or does he go you know what i mean like mm-hmm it could he could theoretically still have three or four more solid years, yeah. Um, but he's definitely getting into that conversation. He's a thirty-year-old wide receiver next year. That's old. That's old. Yeah, and I I think I, I yeah. it, it is. And I think also if you look at the history of Antonio Brown and his history of playing without Big Ben, it's alarming. 
I mean, it's it's not good. So I tried I, to I, sell to Travis me, on you know, that. I mean, you gotta uh, in one of the episodes where you were gone. <laughs> yeah, I actually heard it, and and but no, I I, uh, I wrote an article kind of Did about you? about that. Um, I'm gonna have to go back. find it because I tried to pull and, uh, up and I, the the Rotoviz Game Splits app, and I tried to pull up all the yeah. games without Big Ben. And the results weren't as drastic as I would have thought, um, but it's—I mean, it's just my my um, ig- my ignorance and yeah, not they, being able they to were, work that freaking were, app right. <laughs> they they were pretty bad. They were pretty bad. Um, I don't he, think he they're was, as bad was, as you think they were, I mean, James. That's what I'm saying. No, they were. They were as as. I mean, I wrote. That all right, all right. I'll take. They were they were poor. Um, so. So, I, but I tell you what, Le'Veon Bell didn't miss a beat. As a matter of fact, Le'Veon Bell scored more fantasy points without Big Ben. So I thought that was interesting. But um, no, I, I mean, I, I keep that in mind with Antonio Brown a lot because um, you know this is a, an asset. You know, a guy who you know is is looked upon as a top wide receiver, and he is in the game. But you know, when I know what his numbers were without Big Ben, it's alarming to me. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know what? As a matter of fact, I think I have those splits. So if you want to give me a second, I'll find them for you. With Big Ben, um, Antonio Brown averaged 13 and a half targets, 9.9 receptions for 133 yards and 0.8 touchdowns per game. Okay? Um, Without Big Ben, his targets went down from 13.3 to 7.8. His reception, yeah, his receptions went down from nine point nine to four point three, and his yardage went down from one thirty three to fifty nine a game, and he did not have a touchdown. No way! What, what's your sample wow. size? That's his stats from uh, twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen. So, I'd have to read through the article because I I do have it on here, but this was a chart that I included in there. Is um, that just Landry Jones? Da, 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 da. That was that I don't know. It was he had twenty two touchdowns in twenty six games with Big Ben during that time. It was two years. It was he played six games without Big Ben, and he played what was it twenty one with him, or no twenty five with him. Twenty two touchdowns in twenty five games with him with one hundred six point eight yards per game, and an eight point four rece- receptions per game. That's if you add in the the two years. So yeah, I mean that's. Yeah, I mean it's it probably shouldn't come to a sh- as a shock to anybody that he's probably not going to be quite as good with a worse quarterback. So I don't think that's the argument. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I just yeah, and I just real quick I you know I again I I think. I think if you're if you're doing this trade, obviously Antonio Brown is is the kind of the piece that you're you're kind of building around. And I would just say, while Antonio Brown is an elite fantasy asset, and I don't think I, I mean, I think Antonio Brown would be just fine without Big Ben. I just don't think that he would be. I mean, I think those are probably extremes. I think he would probably just lose some value to the point where it makes this trade to me. I'll I'll trade for the young Dak Prescott in a super flex league, um, you know. To me, it, it makes it to where I w- I would shift my focus. But um, we can go on. All right, yeah. Let let's uh, let's go ahead and go to the next one and let's stick with Dak Prescott in a super flex league. Do you want Dak 
or do you want 1.05 in this year's rookie draft? I, uh, to me, this one could go either way. I, man, I mean, if you're trading for Dak, uh, if you're trading for Dak and you get the Dak from his rookie year, obviously you make out like a bandit. But if you get Dak from this last year, then you you're holding your head in shame. So, I guess it kind of depends on on what Dak you're buying, and I. Man, while while I don't trust the Cowboys brass and they scare the scare me to death as far as you know their team building process, especially on the offensive side of the ball, I'm gonna bet on Dax on Dak's talent and I guess I would take Dak, but man, this one is so close for me. I could go either way really. So so for me I kind of the way I kinda of thought through this one is So let's say two months ago you had Dak and someone offered you a random mid-2018 first. Straight up for Dak. I I would not take that deal. Right? Like, am I am I wrong there? Let's say like let's say we're in we're in October and someone offers a random 2018 first. They say it's oh, it's gonna be a mid first. I'm not going to take one random mid first for Dak Prescott. Yeah, you're probably. Like he, I, right. I don't know. I think he's worth more than the than the 105 still. Um, John, you're not saying anything. <laughs> what are you What are you thinking here? Yeah, I, I think I'm with you guys. I think I'm sticking with Dak. I mean, this is another one that's probably close enough that it depends on you know, where you're at. Because the one thing I'll say about the quarterback position, even in a super flex league where there's a little bit of scarcity, we saw this year that that you can replace them. You can go find those guys. And uh, so, I mean, if, if, you're, if you're kind of in a position where, you know, you're, you're trying to rebuild – your team and you're trying to bring it along slowly you know you've got a bunch of young receivers 105 is kind of a a good place for you to to be drafting and and trying to find another receiver and then you know you can kind of address the quarterback position a little bit later um but at the end of the day just in a vacuum i think i'm i'm still sticking with Dak, and it's just because he's a known quantity we got another one for you, Jimmy Garoppolo, for pick uh, the the fifth overall pick in a rookie draft, and Teddy Bridgewater. This is in a two quarterback league, actually a ten team two quarterback league, five point passing touchdowns. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I totally expect both of you guys to to take Jimmy Garoppolo here um, after hearing your hate on Teddy Bridgewater, <laughs> but um, I. <I'm, laughs> Um, I'm going to go the other way here. I'm going to take the 1.05 and Teddy, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. And look, I, I understand that Teddy Bridgewater, you know, um, didn't really put up elite fantasy numbers. He wasn't very good when he was in there. Um, but I also think that he, he played on a team that was run heavy, you know, uh, playing with AP, handing the ball off a lot. Um, and, and that was what it was. But I, either way, um, you know, getting the 1.05 and getting a quarterback that I think, if he's not a starter in Minnesota, will be a starter somewhere in Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and I, I really like Jimmy Garoppolo, but if we just got done discussing the 1.05 for Dak Prescott and saying it was close, uh, 
I, I to me, I got to take the 105 and a piece um, if I'm talking for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I like Garoppolo, but I don't know that I like him more than I like Dak with his limited, uh, you know, repertoire that we've seen so far. So, um, so yeah, I'm going to go with the 1.05 and Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, it's interesting. I it totally makes sense what you just said. If we if we just discussed Dak in the 105. Or, or Dak for the 105, and it was close. It, it would make sense. But I, I indeed did go with the Jimmy Garoppolo side here. Um, main, so for me, it really comes down to this is a 10-man league. That might not seem like a big deal for a lot of people, but in in smaller leagues like that, you really need upside players. And... So I, I'm, I'm going to go with the upside of Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is an upside guy, honestly. Like, he might be a usable QB, too. He might even finish inside the 10 to 12 range for a couple years in his career. But Jimmy Garoppolo, to me, has the higher upside. And in 10-team leagues, I'm not – I'm looking to consolidate assets for – higher producing high upside guys and not trading high upside guys for multiple pieces like in a 10 team league i feel you know you need you need as many studs and high upside guys as you can get so that's really what it came down to for me yeah you really kind of just took all of my talking points there that's because sweet that that (laughs) (laughs) um i could just repeat them as if i you never even said them i've pulled that move a few times tonight i might as well just keep it going but yeah and just cut me out (laughs) just say exactly what you said as if you didn't even say it yeah and just edit me edit me out entirely (laughs) i think it'd be funny to just leave you in saying saying that and then just act like it had never been said before in the the history of man much less two seconds ago but yeah in in a 10 team league i mean you're you're going to be hard pressed to compete in a ten in a ten team league, two quarterback league. If you don't have two quarterbacks who are you know top twenty, and I don't know that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be that. So, it, I I for that matter, I don't know what Teddy Bridgewater is going to be for sure. Um, I, I think that that still could be a run-heavy team, but we don't know who the offensive coordinator is going to be. We don't know for sure who the quarterback is going to be. We don't know that it'll be Teddy. We have no idea who who you're taking at 1.05. But what we do know is that Jimmy Garoppolo is in an elite situation. We're not totally sure what the talent level is, but we have a pretty good idea at this point. And uh, so, yeah, I think I'm taking Jimmy G there. And uh, um, especially in a, a a touchdown league like this, I mean it's only f- it's five points per per passing touchdown, but that also gives a pretty big bump um, to uh, to the pocket passers. Yeah, and I I think you guys make a, a, a really good point as far as the ten team league goes, and and shooting for upside guys. I like that, but you know the way I approach this is you know in October. 
if someone was to come to me and say, hey, I'd give you the 1.05 for the backup quarterback in New England, <laughs> um, you know, I would That's a little bit of a different Travis. situation than what I was saying earlier. <laughs> uh, he wasn't, he wasn't right. a starter. Yeah, guess, our, you, can't, you can't use that same <laughs> argument against me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought it played pretty well, but yeah, no, you're you're probably right. All right, let's do one more before we get out of here. This one was sent to our Superflex Trades account on Twitter at Superflex Trades. Make sure and to the podcast as well. Um, so yeah, again, make sure to send those trades to us so that we can uh, analyze them here on the podcast. This was from Five Cent Dynasty, and he was asking uh, which side do you want in a Superflex League twelve team. Do you want Marcus Mariota or pick 11 and a 2019 first? Yeah, I'll go first right quick. It's not even close to me. Give me the 1.11 and a 19 first. And uh, a lot of that has to do with my outlook on Mariota. I I just, um, with this coaching staff, which appears to be still going to be in place, I I know there's a lot of weapons there for Mariota. And I know that we, uh, I know, John, you and I feel differently about Mariota. Um, and I think Travis and I do too. Um, but to me, I, I, you know, I, I just, I see this being a run, run happy offense, um, with or without DeMarco Murray, uh, you know, Derrick Henry's going to be the bell cow. They're going to try to win with defense. They're going to try to win ugly. And that's just the way Malarkey, you know, is, is going to coach in, in my, in my eyes. So I just don't think the ceiling's there for Mariota. Um, give me a first round pick and then give me a first and, and, and again, you know, a 19 first. You know, I kind of look at it as an 18 second as far as value goes, but I would take uh, an 18 first and an 18 second for Mariota at this point. I just don't think the ceiling is as high there as I thought it was originally, and um, I don't think it has a lot to do with the player, more to do with the scheme and the limited upside in that scheme that they're going to allow for Mariota. But again, I could be wrong, but I'll I'll take the picks, and um, yeah, and I don't think it's all that close for me. You're all shocked. Kinda. <laughs> I was waiting for you, John. I was waiting for you. Are we bringing back your nuts? You are nuts. It's, <laughs> it's so Marcus Mariota on this one. First of all, again, 2019 picks do nothing for me. You've got a year and a half to accumulate those bad boys, so that that does nothing for me. Um, and then one one eleven is I mean who are you getting in that range that does anything for you? Whereas that's what Marcus I was Mariota. just sorry that's what I was just I, thinking. I, so I looked I looked up rookie ADP from this year. Uh huh. One so I'm gonna, I'll just do one ten through one twelve. Okay. Just so we kind of put some names on it, right? Nice. Samaje P Ryan, David and Joku, Evan Ingram. Hmm. Okay. So there, uh, there's not – I mean, it's a good pick, but it's not like a slam dunk pick by any means. I just I, – yeah, I don't know. Finish your thought, John. I'm just throwing that out there so we can kind of set the frame here for what the 111 actually is. Yeah, totally. And there's there's a little bit more value in in practice than in theory is what that says to me. Because, I mean, in theory, that that easily could have been – Samaj P. Ryan, or I mean, there were there were a number of guys who went a little before that, who did nothing, or a few guys who went a little after that who did absolutely nothing. So, I mean, in in theory, that could be a total bust. That could be a completely, you know, a complete loss of a pick. 
So, and Marcus Mariota has been a top 10 quarterback for fantasy, and he will be again. You know, I mentioned before that Marcus Mariota is due for some regression, positive regression, quite a, a significant amount, in fact. So, and he's got a he's got the situation, he's got the weapons. And Marcus Mariota to me is is the perfect um, low end QB one that you want in superflex, and you just all you have to do is pair him with another guy somewhere in that range, and you've got a contender. Real quick, Travis, before you kind of share your thoughts on on that, um, I, I have a quick question. The the ADP um, that you brought up uh, for for you know the the last rookie draft last year was that for a superflex? I'm just curious because I think when you factor in the fact that quarterbacks may go earlier, it may push some players down. So I'm just wondering if if we're taking that into account at all. So the so no is the answer to that question. <laughs> uh, okay. The yeah. So I can't actually find superflex rookie ADP um, anywhere. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that, that's fine. I, I guess I would just say, yeah, with the likes of guys like Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen, and you know, even Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, guys who could, you know, really kind of go early in a super flex rookie draft that could push down some value or you know maybe you end up getting a quarterback at 111 that you feel decent about so I I guess to me I would just kind of take that in consideration too with uh, with the picks that might be available yeah and that's totally fair and that's a good point yeah for sure yeah that's it's definitely true I it's still a crapshoot you know the draft is always a crapshoot and I always gravitate towards the players that you know to to proven players established players um but yeah i mean the draft at at 111 is going to be better in a super flex league that's for sure um it it doesn't change anything for me but um it, it does make it closer i'll i'll definitely grant you that yeah it's it's pretty close for me honestly would I give an 18 first and a 19 first for Mariota? I don't I don't think I would. So, I don't know. I mean, that's pretty much what it comes down to for me. And especially a late right. a late 18 first and a random 19 first. I don't know, man. I mean, it's I don't know. It's so close. I could see I could I could definitely see selling Mariota for those two picks. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just the the fact that it's the one eleven is just so random. I mean, I pulled up another. I pulled up our Dynasty Football Factory ADP, and the one eleven was Zay freaking Jones. Like, it's just such a crapshoot at the end of the first. You don't know what you're getting. Zay Jones, David Njoku, John Ross, Samaje Pirine, Kenny Galladay. Like, you know, I, I don't know. No, it, I'd say there's probably just based on looking at this ADP, you got a one in five chance at getting, you know, a, a core dynasty asset. You know, one ten was Alvin Kamara, one fifteen was Jamal Williams. You know, like what? So I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I. Based on that, I think I'll probably just stick with Mariota. 
crazy twist of events. I changed my mind. Nice. <laughs> Flip flopper. <laughs> yep. You just, I mean, think, I don't know. Yeah, just thinking through it, I don't know. I just don't, the chance of, of recouping that value with that 111 is just so low. Like, mm-hmm. I guess it uh, depends on how good of a drafter you think you are, I guess. Like, the guy that took Zay Jones at 111 is absolutely furious that he sold Marcus Mariota for Zay Jones in a 19 first. You know? Yeah, I, I, I yeah. I mean, in in 2018, he is in 2019. Who knows who he? Gets that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. That's like an, it's just an example. Yeah, yeah no, you're, you're absolutely right. I was gonna say. I mean, when you read off those names, there's more misses than there are hits, and so you know, kind of when you take that into consideration, it definitely changes things when you put players to that pick as opposed to just looking at the pick and going, well, it could be, it could be. Yeah, you know, it could be a you know a, a great player, but it also probably has more of a chance of being a total miss. But at the same time, you know, I guess it, it depends on how you feel about Mariota. And again, I've I've made it clear how I feel, um, and uh, and so that's why I'm doing the deal. But I I think it's close either way, and I think uh, at least Travis and I definitely agree uh, that it's close. And I, I I didn't think it was so close when I first. Uh, first did it but once you kind of put names to that draft pick um it made it a whole lot closer to me um i still think i'd, I'd go with the picks but no i i definitely think uh think you've changed my mind a little bit and that it's definitely closer uh, with the arguments you guys both made oh wait john did you go mariota yeah oh mm-hmm. i should have listened better <laughs> i thought right. we were now i we're thought even. you guys were flip-flopped yeah no yeah, now we're even. <laughs> All right, cool. But that'll do it for this episode. And uh, we're going to, as we wrap it up, I'm going to ask you for a quick favor to please rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening. It helps our uh, it helps us to improve both our content and our reach. And uh, we can involve more people in the conversation that way and touch on more topics that are meaningful to uh, to you, the listeners. Um, just to tease what we've got coming up, starting next week, we're going to get into running backs and uh, do basically the same thing that we just did with the with the quarterbacks. We're going to go by the order of their fantasy finishes and talk about some 2018 outlooks. Um, so that one's going to be fun. I think we're all uh, we're all pretty passionate about the running back position for very different reasons. So it uh, it could get a little bit heated. And then also, we've got another trade that we need to talk about at some point. We don't have time to do it today, but this, just to tease this one out a little bit, this is a quarterback changing teams in an all-superflex league. That's right, nine starting positions, all-superflex. We're going to talk about that one because that is super interesting. But in the meantime, follow us on Twitter at SuperFlexPod. Follow Travis at TravisNFL. James is at DFF underscore Psychic. And I'm at DFF Dynasty Dude. You can also follow the entire Dynasty Football Factory at DFF underscore Dynasty. And this uh, great stable of podcasts at DF underscore Network. And uh, speaking of those podcasts, you should also check out the Fantasy Football Fellas already preparing for redraft in 2018. The Dynasty Warzone uh, doing basically the same thing we're doing. We're they're already talking about um, you know free agency and rookies and trade values and uh, just preparing for the off season in the Dynasty leagues. 
the IDP Edge Crushers also preparing for Dynasty offseason, but with a very defensive slant, uh, focusing on those IDP players and defensive players who are going to be on the move. Uh, Capology 101 talking about the upcoming free agent class. So that one is uh, is very topical, very pertinent for the moment. Um, that's going to be the next phase of the NFL season. So once we get past these playoffs and Super Bowl, so check them out and uh, start preparing for where some of your dynasty players are going to land. The Devi Watch podcast talking about the college scene and uh, they're going to be the next ones up. They're going to take the spotlight right after the Capology guys once free agency is over and we head into draft season and the combine and ultimately the NFL draft itself. They're going to prepare you for all of the all of the rookies coming into the NFL and the brand new Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. Every step of the way, they're going to be talking about Dynasty Trades and helping you with player values and uh, just and analyzing trades made by listeners and by the co-hosts themselves. So check out those great podcasts. Um, give us all ratings and reviews. It helps so much. It seriously is such a huge help, and we really, really appreciate it. But, again, next week we'll move on to the running backs. And uh, until then, bye. bye.